Hey guys, before we get started, just wanted to let you know, you can head over to patreon.com slash overcrest to get this and every one of our latest episodes as soon as we record them. Starts at only $5 a month, and with that, you also get a t-shirt, stickers, and some other cool swag from us. Go check it out. Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is part three of the 5,700 mile round trip to Rensport. Right. So yep. episode one was the way out there. Yep. Episode two was Rensport itself. Yep. Where you saved a roof from sudden destruction and you got your steering wheel signed. I would say certain destruction, not sudden destruction. Because sudden Bull. destruction, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. Well, because it would have just been suddenly impressive. And suddenly destructed. So. And this is the ride back where you actually were with your beautiful blah, blah, blah. <laughs> your beautiful bride, Jess. Who is, happens to be here. Um, I picked her up in Las Vegas on the way home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and drove home with her. And she's going to have some probably some good candor to add to the podcast, some stories. And there's some stuff that happened to us that uh, that she'll probably want to talk about and defend herself um, with as well. She's probably going to want to defend herself a little bit. So we're going to. You're not going to want to defend yourself against her accusations. There's that's what I'm looking more for. OK, to. well, that's fine. You can look forward to so, that. But thanks for joining us, Jess. <laughs> this is a podcast. You have to talk. We yeah, can't you can't see nods. You nod your head up and down. Nobody I was, can just, hear I you. was just waiting for my entrance. Yeah. Hi. Hi, that's everyone. The, that's why I gave you one. So um, on right before Rensport, I you know I had a lot of people that wanted to go with, that wanted to ride with me or whatever. And one of the guys that sent me a message that wanted to ride with us and actually drive with me was Joshy Robots. He just kind of says, "Hey, can I drive with you at any point?" I'm like, you know, if you want to, I'm going to be alone from Monterey to Vegas. Why don't you come with me from Las Vegas to where I'm staying before I go into Death Valley the next day? And that is the uh, the Sherman Pass. So we hooked up and talked at Rensport about where we were going to meet, which was just west of the Sherman Pass. So we decided okay. we were going to meet at, I think it was um, 7 a.m., I think. so. Now, does he live, where does he live? I think he lives near San Francisco. Okay, so he had quite a, a drive to join you. Not much longer. It's, no? it's oh, really okay. not that much different, I don't think. I mean, I can't really speak to it too much, but I think it's maybe 45 minutes, an hour oh, okay. longer. So it's it's really not that much. Yeah. Um, he's got a pretty cool car. It's a, I think it's probably a '69. Honestly, I don't know what year his car is, but it's white. It's got a red door. Um, it's got Campy's in the back, mm -hmm. Fuchs in the front. Campy's mm -hmm. are a type of wheel, and Camp and Yellow, Camp and Yellow, Camp and Yellow. They also make you know, all kinds of different things. But uh, so he's got kind of mismatched wheels. The car is pretty beat. I mean, it's, well, and that's part of his kind of like identity, right? Yeah, he but uses that. He car. absolutely uses the hell out of this car, and you know, just talking to him about some of the places he's gone and some of the stuff that he's broken. I was talking to him about like, <laughs> yeah, my car's got some battle wounds on the bottom. He's like, yeah, I've had some pretty, pretty bad things happen to my car too. He told me about um, there's a little notch that hangs down that your clutch cable uh, goes through on your transmission. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I've had that shorn off before. Shorn off. Shorn off. It's it, Different way of saying shear, but it's shorn, shorn okay. off. Okay, yeah, so no, I understand what that means, but how would that happen? He ran into something. Oh, it okay. just sheared it off on the bottom of his car. So, so I'm just—he <laughs> really drives his car. He has all these stickers on his car. That's like rally, this rally, that rally. I've driven here, I've driven there. So it's kind of like, you know, I told most people I know or I 
you know, I just kind of wanted to be alone on this part of the drive. But I felt kind of like a kinship to him with the way that he drives his car and um, the fact that he's always out and about in the car doing these rallies. You know, he goes to Texas and he's done rallies there and he does rallies all over California. And that stuff seems to happen more in California than it does here. Here, nobody yeah. does anything. Um, we so, need to get on that. I yeah, think. I wanted to, but it just didn't work. The next year, we'll we'll, we'll be doing something sure. for sure. All right. Um, so I was like, yeah, I I think this would be a good guy. I'd never met him before. Um, but I'm like, yeah, we'll give this give this a try and have him come along. And um, he got there, and we we had tacos at this little place when they, they were awful, the worst, <laughs> probably the worst tacos. They were were they food truck tacos? They were gas station tacos. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't great. You gave me some grief about food truck tacos before. No, I didn't. Yes, you did when there was a food truck down here. Food no. truck tacos are the best tacos. Exactly my point. No, you had like seafood tacos. Yeah, I had fish tacos. Ugh. They were delicious. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And you didn't feel well for the rest of that episode, if I recall not correctly. Not true at all. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we met just west of the Sherman Pass. Okay. And... Uh, it was cool when he sat down. We had uh, dinner at that place. He's like, you know, if you need any help with the photography, I can help you out. You know, I used to sh- do skateboard shoots, stuff like that. And he's got a good eye for things. So I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So we kind of like teamed up on our section of like, hey, we should we go over here? What should we do? Should we go this way? And uh, it was it was kind of a, a cool collaboration. And he put together like a little video of, of the trip and uh, from near the Sherman Pass to just after it, which was which is fun. You can see it on on his Instagram at Joshy Robots. Oh, cool! If you're, if you're interested in, in seeing that, um, so we left in uh, probably. I'm trying to figure out when we met. I think I left at seven, and we met at eleven. So I think we left at like eleven. Okay. And well, it, it timeline matters, especially when you're driving in the mountains and stuff like that. You can't run short on time and get stuck in the dark and everything else. So we. Uh, Did you run out of time? No. 7 p.m.? 7 a.m. What time did you meet him? 11 a.m. Oh, okay. Okay. What's the problem here? (laughs) I don't know. You were worried about running out of dark at 11 (sighs) a.m. I don't think having three people on the podcast is... (laughs) I really like this, actually. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys met up at 11. Would you like me to tell this story? I would love you to. Get to the point. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we drove through the Sherman Pass, which was... uh, We got about probably... Um, the way up was was good. The car started to get hot because we were kind of hauling, yeah. and it, it started getting warm. And you're at the southern end of the Sierra Nevadas. It started getting hot out, warmer outside, right? And I'm starting to see oil temperatures of like 240 degrees again. Yeah, it's getting there. And I'm like, man, didn't I just fix this battery box thing? I was gonna say you cut out your whole battery box to get more flow to the oil cooler. I don't know if it did anything or not because <laughs> I don't have like a back to back like specific i don't know if it would have been hotter yet right but it was just like and it just was like it was hot and of course the car was down on power as you went up i was i was still able to like clutch kick the car to get it to drift and do some things but it was still kind of down on power but so we made our way up to the uh this this t intersection where the road was going to split and it went due south which kind of left the mountains and then it went actually over the pass Mm -hmm. to the east and kept climbing Okay. And I noticed, I had noticed that when I was trying to drag the little Google thing around, it kept trying to get me not to take that way. <laughs> okay. Like over and over. Like I'm like, I'm trying to like add like a little town or like add points in there and just wouldn't do it. And then I realized why is when I got there, there's a sign that says road closed oh. 32 miles ahead. And I'm like, well, this looks fun anyway. Let's go drive it anyways. 
So we hopped in the car and we drove the 32 miles up the Sherman Pass anyways, got all the way to the top. And we sat there for probably about an hour and just talked about cars, talked about car culture and got into like like these crazy deep discussions about cultural relative relativism <laughs> and everything like that. It was just kind of this esoteric place that was really quiet. There was no one up there because the road was closed. Hmm. So it was just really, really quiet and removed. And it was one of my favorite parts of the entire trip was getting up there with Joshy and hanging out. Oh, really? And yeah, it was it was really, 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 really good. And so then we drove back down and took some photos on the way down. And uh, I'm trying to remember what, what, what the problem is, is that there's so much, so many destinations that I went to on this whole trip that it's often hard to remember which ones came in what order. Yeah, memory isn't exactly chronological. Yeah, so we ended up in like a uh, kind of some dirt roads, and we were drifting around some dirt roads. We found a uh, what's the movie with the with the meth? The show with all the meth. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. We found some Breaking Bad towns and uh, drove around in these towns and checked them out and all gravel roads and everything like that. But uh, we ended up cashing out in this place, uh, Lone Pine, which is just west of Death Valley. Okay. And that's kind of where um, I left Joshy. So we slept there, and I left. And I parted ways with him the next morning. And I got up pretty early because I really wanted to see Jess. I was driving from Lone Pine to Las Vegas, and I really wanted to see her. So I got up at probably 5.30 in the morning. I knew she was already going to be there at 9.30 in the morning. So got up early, and I'm like, boy, I can get up early. I can get into Death Valley before it gets hot and, you know, kind of hopefully escape some of the heat there. Right. And uh, so I made it, uh, did some uh, sunrise photos, went through Death Valley, which, by the way, is even at like 10 a.m. is really, really hot. <laughs> it was, Do you know what temperature it hit? It was about 90 degrees yeah. at like 1030 in the morning. Um, and I Without I, air conditioning in an air-cooled car. You know, honestly, it doesn't bother me that much as long as you're moving. Yeah. You know, as long as you've got some airflow, it's it's fine. Um, I picked up a couple of hitchhikers uh, as well. That's I did notice <laughs> this, and I wanted to ask you about this. I So this appeared on one of your Instagram stories, but I was, like, busy or something, and by the time I went back to see it, it had expired. Yeah. So tell me the story. What? How the heck did this come about? I just, I saw these dudes. They looked like regular dudes. They had walk. Here's, here's what was my judgment call of whether they were creeps okay. or not. They had walking sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get murdered by someone with a walking <laughs> I'm stick. I'm like that, like, you can have a costume dressing up like some guy that's hiking, but nobody's going through the extra effort to make sure they have walking sticks to complete the disguise. That's a good call. Walking sticks, I, yeah. But here's the problem. What? I've already got my crap in the car. <laughs> I don't have back seats. There's two guys. They both have huge packs on full of gear and water because they're going from Death Valley up to um, one of the mountains. Mount, I can't remember the name of the mountain, but it's like a 100-mile hike. So they're all full of stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, how am I going to fit all this stuff in here? Where did you pick them up? In Death Valley. How are they hiking in Death Valley? Well, that's where they were starting. So they, they were going to Death Valley to start. So they were leaving wherever they were, wherever they flew in from, and they were basically hitching all the way to get to the point where they were going to start in Death Valley to begin their hike up the mountain. From, wow. From the lowest point, which is bad water, which I think is like 500 degrees below, 500 degrees, 500 <laughs> feet below sea level, right. up to this other mountain that's like 14,000 feet or whatever. Okay. So we tilted the seats forward and we like wedged this guy's bag in on top of my bag and then he crawled in behind the roll cage and in my car the roll cage like has like the seat belt thing that's behind it for like if you have a harness yep. it's a bar that goes straight across right i could see his 
he had his hands in front of him, like <laughs> holding onto the holding bar, holding onto the little bar where the seatbelt goes, and he's sitting there. And I just know it's it's hot already, and I know the engine is right there. And I it's was going to say the rear seat is warmer. It is warm. Well, I don't have seats, so it's literally so it's, you're sitting on the floor. the rear floor pan is warmer. It is warm. It is it was very warm. But he was just sitting there with his little hands up. He looked like a like a little, little hamster, squ- like a little hamster. I was going to say I was going to say a little squirrel. Like he had his hands. I think he was trying to like brace of like we, we had something like his face didn't go like teeth because it was like teeth level right is where this bar was and the other guy is sitting in the front seat and they're both pretty tall guys yeah. his legs are like spread like <laughs> left to right and his bag is like in between his leg i can barely shift into fifth gear but it was cool we talked for it was probably a 40 minute drive from where i was to where they wanted to get dropped off okay and they were like oh this is so cool man we were really hoping for a van but this works <laughs> So it, we ended up passing a bunch of people that had not picked them up, and they waved at every single person oh, that we really? passed. Yeah, oh funny. So it's like, ha, we get got to ride in this old nine eleven, and yeah. you know, kind of told them the story of my trip, and we kind of had like this little miniature friendship, you know, this little temporary friendship <laughs> that was just there and gone. Um, and that was that was really unique and kind of cool to to meet some people that were also on an adventure of their own, and, yeah. and to help them with their adventure, help them get to a little bit closer to where they wanted to be. Right. Um, so I dropped them off in some random town. I don't even remember what the name of it was now. It doesn't matter. That's where they wanted to be. And then I kept driving and I saw these crazy weird rock formations off to my right. And it's everything went from kind of like tan, like the sand and the, and the hills to like stark white, like just bleached. And it's, you kind of go, it's like when you're starting to get into the proper area, Death Valley okay. and there's signs that say caution, extreme heat bring water do not use your air conditioning to prevent overheating in your car oh wow i mean there was like a bunch of signs warnings because in the summer it's like 130 120 degrees there i mean it's really really obviously really hot stuff valley and i remember thinking man the sun seems really really big (laughs) it just it seemed just bright it was bright it was oppressive and it was in in your eyes at all times for some reason it just I don't know if it was because I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I'm in Death Valley. What what are what am I observing here that's different than the way I would observe things elsewhere? So maybe sure. I was thinking about it harder. But I'm like, man, the sun is really, really oppressive and just big. It felt big. It was really bright. And I don't know why. You know, I, I, the only reason it's really hot there is because I think there's it's just like a bowl. It's like a depression. Right. And it just holds all the just holds all this heat in, and there's no real wind that comes and moves the air around. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why it's so hot. But to me, it felt like just because the sun was this ball of fire that was just depressing me, and I was just driving into the sunrise and just oh really yeah that's cool yeah it was it was hot it was so hot. <laughs> so then I, I pulled off on these. I'm like I would like really like to shoot with some of these white rocks. I think it'd be a good contrast with the car. And so I pull off and I, and I did some photo shoot stuff on, on this gravel road that I drove on for quite a while. And, uh, maybe I'll post some of the pictures up on our, on our Patreon page for those guys to see them. But, sure. um, it was, you know, when you see in movies, like they're like, there's like the, the bird that cause and it's like, there's death <laughs> and it's like, like a vulture, like a vulture. And then right. like you look down and there's like the heat waves coming up and the ground just looks like it's cracked. Yeah. You could literally peel like layers of mud up with your fingers. It was like they were leaves. Huh. It was so dry. It was so dry. The mud was just like concrete. It yeah. almost like you know when you drive um, and there's like a falling rock area. Sometimes it looks like it's man-made, and they they put like plaster up to keep the rocks from falling. I they, know what you mean. Yeah, and they and so they kind of form it to look real, but it's not. This all looked like that. <laughs> and knowing where I was, which was on this abandoned gravel road, you know, it, it was the 
It was the 20, it was the 20 mule well road or the 20 mule mine road was the name of the road, a 20 okay. mule mine. And, uh, it, everything was like concrete. It was so hard and oppressive and all the bushes, everything was like brittle. Like you would touch something and it would just like crunch, but it was all really hard and like slow growth plants that are just really angry and just, <laughs> it, it, it was just this, it's like Angry totally cactuses. No, there was no cactuses. No, okay. I don't think cactuses can survive there. It was all these like bristly pr- plants that just had these gangly uh, branches that would come up and they would, for some reason, everything would stick to you and get in your shoes. And <laughs> I mean, it was just this place. It was like ev- the design of everything there was how do I get out of here? Like it's like putting <laughs> stuff in my shoes. Please transport me to another place to grow. Right. You know, it was. So that place was, that was pretty cool. Um, it was nice having power again, too, even though it was hot. Oh, I suppose because you're down now at a lower elevation. Yeah, because I had been in like in Sherman Pass, which was, you know, 11,000 feet or something sure. like that. 11 or I think 11, 10 or 11,000 feet, which seems to be kind of like the average pass height. Now that I think about it, everything <laughs> seems to be like 10 or yeah, 11,000 feet. you mentioned 11,000 before. Yeah, so that seems to be kind of the average. Um, I tried to get to another higher point later but and we'll we'll talk about why I didn't go there um later on with Jess here but uh so we came came out of the the Death Valley and I and I drove to the hotel picked up Jess and we hung out in Vegas that night so I'd like to understand so Jess you flew in to Vegas and did you stay over in Vegas or your your flight so, just arrived so I flew in was it Friday morning Monday morning okay Monday morning and with the time change and everything I thought I was going to spend the whole day in Vegas by myself and then I got to the hotel. Can I shout out at at Uber how horrible they are? Go for it. I don't so care. I've never Ubered or Lyft or any of that by or myself. You've also never flown alone. Never flown alone. I've never checked into a hotel alone. Okay. I've never done all, any of these things. But I did all of it for you. I did the flight. I did the hotel and took care of you as much as I could, but I couldn't do your Uber for you. Yeah. And he also put my name is Jesse Richard. That's my middle name. So... So that was an interesting time. Was that by accident? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I accidentally did that. Um, so anyway, I, I'm, I'm like already like a little flustered. I'm tired. And I go, I download the Uber app. And I'm like, sweet, I get $15 off or whatever for yeah. my first ride. And I get a thing saying, your account's been disabled. And I'm like, what the? So then I email them and they're like, oh, yeah, you don't, you don't match our terms of service. Sorry, we're not going to activate your account. And I'm like, whatever. I'm still, now it's like a half an hour after I've been off my flight. And so finally I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do Lyft. And I do it. It's fine. My guy shows up. His name's like Cheech Chong. What? Is no. his actual name. Come on. I don't believe that. Cheech Chong? Cheech Chong is his name. <laughs> I thought it was like some like fake name. Like well, I'm surprised you got to your hotel then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, And then by the time I got to the hotel, Uber was like, oh, we made a huge mistake. Go ahead and ride. Blah, blah, blah. Screw Uber. I'm not going to ride with you. Okay. Um, Didn't you send him a picture of your that you were in a lift? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a response? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so by the time I got to the hotel and like did all that stuff, Chris was there. Yep. And I get a phone call from, I don't know how to get there. What are you doing? No. Where do I turn? <laughs> and Why, he's like, the problem is, is that you, I was driving down the Vegas Strip and it's like, well, there's the hotel. But oh. there's no entrance to the hotel. So then I'm like trying to figure, I'm like, hey, where, you know, where did you get dropped off? Because there's obviously nowhere to get dropped off in front. I'm like, where did you get dropped off? Where's the parking? And she, my, uh, I assumed that she would have seen the parking, but she didn't. 
I was trying not to interact with the guy. The guy wanted to talk the whole time and he wanted to take me places and show me things. And I was just like, (laughs) I don't want to. I just, I thought I didn't have to talk in these situations. I could just look at my phone. And so then I just looked at my phone and pretended I was real busy. Uber does this weird thing where the the people want to get a good review. Like they want to get a good review from you. But I I also want to get a good review for me so I get picked up because they review you. So I know. So if they talk to you, you kind of like talk back. Like you almost have to like, market yourself as an Uber <laughs> rider when I just want to just sit on my phone and be quiet. Well, uh, someone told me this a while ago, and I love this idea. There sh- should be a, like a little option you can check that says no conversation, please. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't yeah, that, that be would, genius that if they just great. get it? Because I don't want to. Con- you're going to be in like the Seinfeld situation where you p- pretend you're deaf. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That would work. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. You could just pretend that. Yes, I think that's that would work. That's going to backfire somehow. It totally will. Well, you can speak sign language, so you'd be okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I, I could. Oh, yeah, because you're luck. You'll get in with someone who, like, knows, you know, yeah. American Sign Language. and I'm just effed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I ended up, I found the parking ramp after, like, 17 phone calls of trying to figure and out And then where you're just like, screw it. I'm going to just valet this. Yeah, I valeted it. I just was like, I'm done. Okay. So the guy, the valet guy was like, oh, man, this is so cool. I used to have a Carmen Ghia, blah, blah, blah. And okay. So that was kind of neat. The guy really loved the car. He's like, oh, this is a dream car, blah, blah, blah. And then people started coming up and like from <laughs> other people that were waiting for their valets. I'm trying to get the stuff out of the car. They're all walking up. Like, why is this thing so dirty? You yep. know, because it was really dirty just from <laughs> driving through all the gravel roads and Death Valley and everything else. Thing looked like holy hell if you didn't know where I had been. Right. So it was probably interesting to see like why is this old 911 just caked in dirt. So that was the comic question. Why is this thing so dirty? Where are you going? And at this point I'm angry. I'm like I don't want to have any conversations <laughs> with anybody. But as always I'm like oh this is what's going on blah blah blah. But this blah. happens to you all the time. Like every time we stopped someone would have to pull up beside us and be like I used to have one of these. I have one of these. Yeah, my friend had one a, of these. There's always a conversation to be had. Oh yeah, and, and I humor everyone. I, I I like talking to people generally. Generally, I enjoy <laughs> having conversations and talking about cars with people and stuff like that. But at this point, I was like, oh my god, I just am so hot. I'd been driving around. It, it was still probably 85, 90 degrees in Vegas, and I'm sitting mm-hmm. in traffic on the strip and trying to. And I don't like Vegas to begin with. I don't really like the place, but it's a fifty dollar plane ticket. Yeah. Right. So it's like a good place to pick her up, you know, have a nice dinner and then leave the next day. But that's not really what we ended up doing. Is it? No, no, we didn't. So Chris posted on Instagram about the route the next day and it got a million messages about don't drive, don't go. You're going to die. Yeah. Because there was, <laughs> really? yeah, if you look at the weather, it said flash flood warning. And I got some messages that were like, dude, this is serious. If you go, if you end up getting caught in some sort of flash flood in the desert, you're screwed because yeah. the water just rushes everywhere. You sure. know, it's through you know, there's nowhere for the water to go. It's all really dry. It's like that concrete I was telling you about. Right. And I'm like, how bad could it be? I'm going to be in Utah. It can't be that bad, can it? And I looked. I'm like, well, yeah, it could really be that bad. It could, <laughs> it could be really, and really I dangerous. Did not care at all. I was like, we're leaving tomorrow. We're going. Oh, I have really? To, I have to be home. The kids are with my parents. I had a wedding on the Saturday. I was like, I can't. Nope. Okay. We're going anyway. So I ended up booking another night at the hotel because I'm like, we're going to wait a day yep. and then wait it out and see what happens. Because I'm like, I need to I need to be able to create the content I need to create. So I need to be able to do photography and visit places so and you see can't things. rush through. I can't rush through. I need, and it can't be flooding as you're trying to take pictures. Which might be interesting. True. I don't know. It could and be, here's my 911 floating away. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. So in a, we ended up just 
thinking we were going to stay on stay another night, and then it got to be like eleven o'clock the the day where we were going to stay through the day. Yeah, and we're like, this is so boring. This is so boring. There's I, nothing else to do. I don't like Las Vegas. I don't like shows. There's as oh, much, just regular things were so expensive. Every yeah, it's <laughs> like the the hotel's like seventy dollars, but it's like nine dollars for a Red Bull. Oh, you know, so everything's like grossly overpriced. There's like ugly naked half naked chicks walking around. <laughs> Which is like ugh, the whole the whole concept of Las Vegas is like a turnoff to me, which is why I've never been to SEMA because it just doesn't. Oh, I suppose doesn't That's all in Vegas. doesn't really do anything for me at all. So we ended up being like, you know what? We went to lunch at like eleven, and we're like, you know what? Let's get out of here. Let's just leave. So I canceled my hotel room for that night. Yep. Booked a new hotel room and shifted things around, and we left right then to drive to Escalante, which is um, right kind of like southwest. Uh, yeah, it was Escalante, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to Escalante, which is southwest Utah. And okay. we w- we stopped at Zion National Park on the way and hopped out of the car and walked around there. Which isn't nearly as cool as we thought it was going to be. Only in contrast to, to what, we, said to what we ended up seeing when we were all alone in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in the car. Oh, um, really? Yeah. How far was it uh, from Vegas to Zion then? Like an hour and a half. Oh, okay, so it was right there. Yeah, it's it was close. We only did... We had like uh, maybe a five, four, four and a half hour drive from Vegas to Escalante, okay. which ended up taking a little bit longer just because we stop and take pictures and do things. Anyway, we ended up in uh, Escalante after dark. So we did a lot of the Zion to all of the Zion to Escalante was in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which we is, stopped at some pizza place with some weird Amish girls or oh, Mormon like girls were, or some weird cult that was going on. We had pizza <laughs> at this place and the girls, I'm like, hey, are you still serving food? She's like... Yes. I'm like, uh, you still making pizza? We make pizza. And it was like these, <laughs> they had like these weird like homemade outfits on and they like, oh my goodness. They, I felt like them. They were really pretty, but they looked like, like perfectly braided hair. I'm like, yeah, do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> do you need us to come, to come with us? Yeah. Someone else held onto the roll cage. You can too. It's okay. You'll be fine. And the pizza was grossly underdone. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. And for some reason we took it with us and threw it in the back of the car and then ended up throwing it away later anyway. But this was some pretty gnarly switchbacks and stuff in the dark. And I don't know if that's when you, started getting no i was fine scared then. no i was totally fine because it was dark i couldn't see anything <laughs> <laughs> so there's some great tunnels that we drove through and made a lot of noise with the car but uh we made it made it to escalante probably i don't know 11 i bet it was like 11 o'clock at night and we had two sets of bunk beds it was awesome this wait was a, <laughs> this was so it's uh it's this little rv like resort okay. mixed with, and they have all these individual cabins yeah and each cabin has two bunk beds in it and this is the same place that Alex and I stayed when we went through there. Oh, funny! And, and I really liked I really liked the place because you have your own little building. Yeah, and it's got some bunk beds, and it was comfortable and nice. And the lady yeah. was really sweet, so I decided <laughs> to stay there again. So we each had our own beds. That's kind of funny. Which is awesome because then she can't touch me. Yeah, which she is, can't touch me. Which is great because don't touch me is like the <laughs> motto of my so life. So you guys are going to get two single beds now at home. Yeah, yeah. I yes. totally understand why people do that. People people do that. I didn't think people did did that either. In the fifties, they did that on TV shows because you can't show sex. I don't care. I I don't think this is a reality, honey. I think most people shared beds. I don't know. Your grandparents don't share beds. That's because my grandpa snores. Well, I think it's what old people do. They just don't share beds anymore because. Well, they the, realize they don't like touching each other. <laughs> well, you're like an oven. You're too hot anyway. Oh, Nikki does that too. Yeah, you're like, you're radiating. Anyway, so we wake up early, early. No, we don't wake up early. We didn't? I get in the shower and all of a sudden I hear, oh. 
get out of the shower. We need to go now. Yeah, that's true. That, that happened. So, I think it was like seven. And I, I want the problem was, is that I'm like, I looked at the forecast. I'm like, it's going to be cloudy. It's like 90% chance of rain in the mm-hmm. morning. It's going to be cloudy. Mm-hmm. Why bother to get up at sunrise if there's going to be no sunrise? Oh, so I think if we woke up at like seven, seven thirty, and I look out the window and there's not a cloud in the sky. I'm like, F like, cause yeah, missed long, opportunity, missed opportunity for sure. And the longer the day goes on, the light gets really, really harsh. You know, the, the lighting for photography gets really, really poor. The longer yeah. the day goes on, obviously it gets better later, but from probably like 10 AM to 3 PM is just garbage. Even 9 PM, 9 AM to 3 PM is just junk. You mm-hmm. just, just very, very difficult to get any photos that are any good because the light is so, so brutal. So she hopped in the shower and I was just, I thought you were already even in there for a while. So I was like, let's go get out of the shower. We're leaving. <laughs> so she probably like shaved half a leg or something. And then we were, we were out of there. Um, but the, the, the blue skies did not last. We Uh-oh. turned to fog almost immediately. And then, and as we went up a little bit, all of a sudden we were just in a cloud. Oh, geez. I mean, it was very, very, very deep fog where you couldn't see probably the deepest fog I think I've ever been in. Even more than what was the the terrible road on the way out there? Uh, yeah, it was deeper fog than that. It was for like, sure. It was like ten feet visibility. Yeah, it, it was, was wow. nothing. Yeah, so I think that was actually fog. This was like a cloud because we were so high up. So. Which is what? <laughs> excuse you. Excuse me. Which yeah. is what a fog is. But yes, okay. So it was very difficult to drive. So she still couldn't see. Enough to be afraid, I don't think. Well, you so, probably weren't moving that quick either. No, we were taking it pretty easy. There's nobody out there. I mean, oh. there's. I mean, it's a pretty. Once you get out past Zion, it, there's no one around. Hmm. It's just there's nobody there at all. So there's very little traffic. I mean, there's animals running all over the place. You got to watch out for animals <laughs> in the road. But there's really no one else around. So we. Uh, I was looking forward to going to Hogsback Hogback Ridge. Yes. Which is um, the only place that I really repeated on the whole road trip, I think. I did another repeat on accident later on in the trip, but it's the only one I had planned to repeat. Sure. From your from previous the, trip. From the previous trip, from the Dazeel film. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the road that just, just snakes across the top of, uh, of a ridge with canyons on both sides. Right. I think it's, uh, it might be the Glen Canyon or the start of the Glen Canyon on, on, right. on, on both sides of the road. And I think that is where you just that's, freaked that's out. That's where my nightmare began. <laughs> <laughs> and she start. she was terrified. Like, I'm like, Hey, you need to drive the car up here. I need to get some shots with the drone. I need you to drive back and forth on this. Yeah. And there's one point where she drove and then she just pulled over and stopped like probably oh no. like 200 yards down the road and I could see her cuz it's pretty flat on top of that yeah. and it, there's no guardrails right. it's very there's no sh- not much shoulder except for the ones that they build in like okay. they build a shoulder in case you need to pull over right. but otherwise there's like maybe 18 inches of shoulder okay it's, it's sketchy yeah it, it is kind of sketchy but I didn't expect you to just pull over stop and then be like well I I did the whole I went I took the whole route the one way and then I took it the whole route back until I saw you but there was like no I would have had to make a U-turn on this tiny road to get to you so I just kept going and then pulled over as soon as I could and then was just like nope I'm done I'm <laughs> done and I saw you waving at me and I was like I'm not moving I'm just gonna stay here and then finally I drove up farther and found like a you know like one of those areas where people pull off to like look down at mm-hmm. that sudden certain death yeah yes. So I turned around and came back, and he's like, "You need to do it again." And I was already out of the car and like <laughs> twenty <Shaking>. feet away. <laughs> oh no! 
And I'm just like, get your shit together. What is going on? Because I, I know it's kind of scary, but I'm like, we just we have to do this. Yeah. And and I was just like, oh great. For knowing what was in store, I kind of knew. I was I'm like, oh man, we're in trouble because there are some really sketchy, scary, intimidate even for me some intimidating roads coming up. But I didn't say that at the time. I, but I, in my head, I know. I'm like, well, she's You should be like, this no. is nothing. Just wait. Because then I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine as long as I'm riding. We can go on these, like, look over the certain death, you know, mountain road passes. I'll be fine as long as you're driving. And he's like, oh, I'll remember that. <laughs> okay. So we had breakfast at this, at this little, like, vegan place that was terrible. And then uh, it would have been, like, on Oprah or something like that. It was, like, this hidden gem of veganism and it was oh, it was horrible. I'm surprised you even went in there. I was hungry. There's nothing. This isn't like, there's no McDonald's. There's yeah. no like Egg McMuffins. It's, it, there's <laughs> stuff out there. Um, it was fine, but it was like a, a corporate retreat for like CEOs kind of thing. Right. So the other people that were eating there were like, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to explain them except that the one guy kept saying that like the food was um, magnanimous. He said some like crazy words about the food. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, and I was like, oh, quit God. using your thesaurus. I'm like, quit talking. Period. The dude would not shut up. Yeah. Anyway, so we uh, right at that intersection was the start of the Burr Trail. Okay. Which was what I was looking forward to most on almost the whole trip, because uh, I knew that it was about half t- um, one third tarmac, two thirds gravel, and from what I could tell, the gravel looked okay. It looked like you could drive on it right. pretty well, and then it also had the Burr switchbacks in it. Which are extremely steep. This probably, I think they're one of the steepest switch, consecutive switchbacks in the country. Okay. Um, it's it's really really steep. It's very narrow. There's no runoff. Um, I mean, it's in good condition, so you can you know drive whatever you want on yep. a min- minivan, old nine eleven, whatever. Right. But it is very very perilous. Um, but to get there, we had to go through um, some of the the roads that we were like, wow, this is way better than uh, Zion National Park. Oh, really? Just some of the vistas that you could see mm-hmm. and get out, and there's no one. You're not you're yeah. surrounded by, you Tourists. know, 50. Yeah, you know, we saw like three cars, I think, the whole time. Yeah, three cars in the course of four or five hours. Wow. And it just gets really, really remote. That's why people need to, everyone's, oh, I don't want to drive on a gravel road. I don't want to. It's just dirt. <laughs> it's just dirt. It's not a big deal, and you can really get some places that are, really really special if you right. if you're willing to go off the beaten path i mean it's it's the it's literally the old adage the old adage get off the beaten path and it and it truly is is uh something that i would encourage everybody to do is is get out there find the other roads there's a lot of times where i didn't do it so much with you but when i was alone especially when i was on my way to, from death valley to las vegas like oh look at that road and I would just turn on that road and start driving and just see, where does this go? What is this like? You know, it looks cool. Let's check it out, gravel or not. You know, yeah. I went on that one road because it was the uh, the 20 Mule Mine. I'm like, well, that sounds awesome. If it's named the 20 Mule Mine, I'm going to drive down there. So I took the car and drove like five or six miles up the tiny little gravel road in the middle of Death Valley. You know what's funny is um, I, th- I think I told the story about the life insurance thing already, didn't I? Uh, no. No. So I'm in Death Valley. Okay. And I get a call. I sign up for life insurance. Okay. And I get a call from the insurance company. And they're like, 
hello, how are you? I'm like, well, I might not have very good service because I'm in Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this is I'm ironic. like, well, maybe this is probably not the time to do this. She's like, well, are you going to be somewhere else soon? I'm like, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that's always that was a fun uh, conversation with my life insurance agent. Um, so she's probably, oh my god, this guy's in Death Valley in this insurance company. Anyway, so you get to see things. You know, if you get off the beaten path, yeah, that, you know, explore. Like, Twenty right? meal mines sounds awesome. Go check it out. How um, was it? It was well. It was cool. That road okay. specifically was cool. <laughs> um, but this road was the whole Burr Trail was kind of that. You know, I kind of knew that going in, and I'm like, I want to go explore this road that looks cool. It's got this crazy switchback on it. Yeah. And uh, on the way there, there was more of the Glen Canyon, and the views were outstanding i mean the different rock formations that were there and obviously there's a ton of switchbacks that are tarmac and there's no there's no shoulders no guardrails nothing and there's like primitive campsites if you want to go there's where there's no services of any kind wow it's it's really really an excellent road so the burr switchback to lake powell is or the burr trail to lake powell is something i would encourage anyone with any vehicle to go check it out <laughs> um the, the gravel was pretty washboarded oh really and there was a point where I could see, I was, I'm like, I just want to get done with this. And no, we, well, first we we got to like where this giant switchback was, which mm -hmm. was before that washboarded stuff. And right as we're like getting up there, Chris goes, "There's a 50-50 chance we're gonna run out of gas." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I had meant to get gas at lunch or at breakfast. Okay. I'm like, I need to get gas before we go do this. And it just with breakfast and everything else, it just slipped my mind. I didn't think about it. <laughs> So I basically left that place with like a quarter tank of gas, <laughs> which is like five gallons or something like five or six gallons. And and then we decided, then he decided that he, that it was time for the switchback. We get like, like one switchback into it. And he's like, now let's stop. Let's set up the drone. Let's let you look at your death. <laughs> and we did that for a good 10 minutes. Yeah, it was great. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know what. I really just don't understand what you were scared of. <laughs> How were you feeling, Jess? I was like, I'm walking down. I'm not doing this. She was awful. I was oh, awful. She was. She'll admit it. I'm sure. Yeah. It, you were a terrible person to deal with. Anytime the roads were scary, it was. I mean, it was. It was a Debbie Downer for sure. Looking back, was it a cool experience? No. 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 Nope, just not. <laughs> I had. I had no idea that this was a phobia of mine until we started doing it, and then really? it was a very real phobia. That's and probably. I was, Worse, not knowing that you're afraid. Well, of it something. probably didn't help. Like the first, the the first turn into the burst switchbacks, I was full sideways, yeah, full send, and then it's full send, and then there's it, there's nothing. Yeah, like you just get over there, you look over the edge, and then it just it falls down forever. There's <laughs> so if you're if you want Google burst switchbacks, and you'll be able to easily see right away what we're talking about. Um, it is it's pretty intimidating, and I I was I didn't think the switchback was gonna be right there, so I was sideways. I was like, oh, well, there's it. There there's they are. another one. <laughs> there it is. There's the switchback, and I think that that initial adrenaline rush for her, for me, going sideways into the into the descent of that, probably was the switch that started it all. Oh, and I'm sure it was. And then it never turned off. It never did. <laughs> it never. She was basically miserable for the rest of the trip. Oh I think. no. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Uh, I think Alex's co co driver position is 
is still safe. Yeah, it's still safe. Um, so we we had some we had some good fights about like what's your problem? You know what's going on with you? Get your sh- <laughs> I tried I tried all kinds of different approaches. Okay. I tried driving really slow. Yeah. I tried driving really fast okay. to try to try and be like, hey, this is this is See, it's th- okay. This is the speed I would drive if you were not here. Yep. This is the speed I'm actually driving because I care about your feelings. <laughs> so those were the two speeds. So we tried that. We tried. You need to see a therapist. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and we also tried. Uh, I love you so much. You know, are you? It'll be okay. Like I tried every, every like I, I tried. This is a decision. This panic attack you're having a decision. Decide not to do this. You know, but, but I still had a really good time with you, and I'm g- still glad that you came and got to experience it. We had some. I'm some, glad you guys are still married after that. Uh, me too. Yeah, it was it was contentious for sure. But uh, the, but I did ask you for some of the things that we saw. Was it worth it? Yeah, it was. But I think it, the whole point is that it was. We were just doing the. Our whole trip was a drive, so there was no time to turn off. Like even oh. when I was like about to fall asleep, I was like, oh, I'm gonna fall off a cliff, you know. <laughs> so we never turned that off, and yeah, and it was also whenever we got to those crazy spots. We need to take photos. We need to do the drone. So it's out. We never could just like go down. We we couldn't go down the thing. So it was always like 20 minutes of preparing myself that we're going to go down the thing and die on the way. Even though for for me, there's like, there's never a point where there was anything close to dangerous. Mm. Like, no, there's like 80 year old Asian family driving uphill in like the um, shadiest van you've ever seen and i'm like they can do it they're great we'll die it was weird. like there were other people driving around and, and i'm like well that's like middle-aged woman's driving her whatever minivan up here what's your problem there was a guy there was guys driving down one switchback in like a, a medium-sized truck with like a giant freaking trailer with like they an were, air were, balloon thing in the back they were lost were they yeah they're like do you know where this place is i'm oh, like no, no. <laughs> and they're like okay there's from Minnesota. I, saw I was like, oh, really? please don't go in front of them. I, I would pull over and let cars by. I was so considerate of you. You were very considerate, but it did not change the fact that no. I was terrified. You were you were terrified. So um, we got to, uh, so Burr Trail goes down the switchbacks across tons of gravel, which was super washboardy. And I remember I'm like, you know, maybe if I go faster, this will be better. Sure. So I started going really fast and I could see like <laughs> the car you, shake apart. <laughs> I could, I was, I could see like the fender, like the front right fender. You know, when you see things like start to vibrate, they start to get like a frequency. Yes. <laughs> I could see the, like, <laughs> like, like the waveform of my fender. Like I had to like pull over, stop and like shake it to make sure it was still attached. But I think it was like a visual trick. Right. That it looked like it was like turning to liquid. Yeah, almost like the like you said the frequency of like camera lenses because you do like visually see yeah. in a frequency. It's like so. when the wheel starts going backwards as you're looking right. at it on film. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was super weird. So I ended up just like kind of like hugging the shoulder and like going. It did make me pine for like a Safari 911 a little bit. I'm sure where I could just be like fuck it. You know, yeah. and just like totally send out. it, go all out. I mean, and I, as we're as we're going down this road too, nobody's making eye contact with us. Anybody we run into? Why? I don't know. Probably because they knew we were going to run out of gas. Yeah. It was, <laughs> so my gas light goes through stages, right? It goes from the if I slow down, uh-huh. it comes on, okay. and then it goes, and then it goes to uh, flickering. Yep. And then it goes to on but if i speed up it turns off right <laughs> as the float goes back and forth and then it goes to always on and then you know you're in trouble and then you know well at when it's i found out that we ended up making it of course and we made it to lake powell 
and uh, where we were set to take a ferry across Lake Powell to um, uh, what Hull's Crossing. Okay. And uh, there was a gas station there. And I remember just being like, oh, the gas station is here. She's like, Jess is like, no, it's that way. And we were like, it was, we were really low on gas. Like, I was worried that I was going to have to walk in this stupid bullfrog marina town to find gas in a gas can. It was really, but we ended up having three gallons left. Oh, really? Yeah, because I've never really run it down quite that far. Cause right. I'm not stupid. <laughs> well, your wife would beg to differ. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I was just forgetful. You know, I was just forgetful about it. You know, so, so I did see one time where you just like turned the car off and were coasting downhill. Yeah, I did do that Lots a lot. Of times. Really? Anytime there was downhill on you the just... bird trail, I just turned the car off and coasted because I have <laughs> I have manual brakes and manual steering anyway. Right. So I would just turn the key off and and go. You know, I don't know if that's bad for anything. I don't you know, think so. In, just in neutral, just coasting around the motors not turning who cares right and sometimes you know i would you know break or whatever but whatever it's fine you know <laughs> save gas hyper miling right yeah um, for sure we did see a tesla like out driving out so do this place that had the food that the bad food had charging stations okay in the middle of nowhere so there was oh. a couple teslas driving around so i don't know if that was like, exactly what you'd think it was at the <laughs> it, it said it was like a buddhist owned mormon oh, mormon employee <laughs> restaurant it was yeah. It was all of the things. All of the with things. With an electric charging station. Sure. Um, so we made it, got gas, and then we, we pulled over to wait for the wait for the ferry. Yeah. Um, which is, we, this was... So the, what do you, you're crossing Lake Powell on a ferry? Lake Powell, yeah. Okay. So Lake Powell is in, obviously it's in Utah. Right. And it's just a like a reservoir, basically. Yeah. Um, so the ferry comes up, and we get on, and we're it. We're you the were the only, only car. Only car on the entire ferry. How often does the ferry run? Uh, at that time, it ran every... It was four times a day, right? It was like every two hours. Oh, okay. So it was quite a bit. But then the next day, literally the day after we were there, it was like every every two or three hours, every four hours. It was very, very... You know, that was still summer. And then right right the next day, it turned into like winter right. winter time. And then eventually, it just stops running altogether. Um, but I was the only one on the ferry. It was like it was like a chartered ferry. <laughs> <laughs> we were the only one there. And this lady that... Um, like, there was a three-person crew. Yeah, okay. there was, she there was, was the one captain. Of them. Then there was her, which is probably like, I don't know, vice captain. What's it called? Co-captain? First mate. Know. First mate. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was first mate. And then there was like the, the deck scrubber guy. And she was like enthralled with the car. Yeah. She kept like touching she it. She was doing selfies with it. <laughs> selfies with it. How, like, give me a visual. How old was she? She was a short, portly uh, Mexican lady. In, in her, her 40s. Late okay. 40s, early 50s. Okay. Um, with glasses on, cheerful, wonderful lady. Um, except she kept like leaning on it and she would leave butt prints because the car was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was kind of appreciating the way the car looked with the dirt. I felt like I'd earned that. And now you have butt prints. Now I had everywhere. butt prints all over the car. So I was like, oh, great. Perfect. So now I've got these these kind of chubby lady butt prints all over the car. <laughs> and she had her keys on the car on like the, they would hit the car every once in a yeah. while. And I don't really care, but it was still kind of like a little disrespectful. Right. But she was happy and whatever. Obviously, and I'm thinking in my mind I could say something, but then I'm also like, well I'm also thrashing the hell out of the car and the you know, I'm also kind of abusing the car a little bit. Yeah. So it's like whatever. I know what you mean. You're not upset you can't really be upset about if she's damaging it, but it is disrespectful. It was a little bit disrespectful. Because um, I just, just cause I wouldn't do that to someone else's car. I would stand next to it or whatever. But she was full on leaning like on the rear deck lid, you know, which is like not a great place to, to lean. 
So what did we do when we left there? Is that where I had to... That's where you had to rip your um, <sighs> pedal cluster apart. Jake, what's my least favorite part of my car to work on? <laughs> the pedal cluster, the I guess? pedal cluster. So I, I, I pull off because it's just like it's tight quarters and you're like trying to get in there. And I was just working on mine today before we recorded. Yeah, but you've done it once. Yep, I've done it that's m- true. many, many times. I've been in and out of there. And you pull the carpet up and you have to... Un- Plus, you almost all of your bolts were already out of it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have to... I said I opened up my my pedal cluster down there, removed the floorboard and everything, and there's like one bolt out of the four holding the whole thing on there. So I'd push on the pedals and the whole thing's... So I get off the ferry and I put it in first gear, go to start it, let the clutch out, and the thing goes... And it like revs all the way up. I'm like, holy shit. And it's like a 15 grade uphill kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, like... Yeah, it's pretty steep. So I'm like, well, fuck it. The throttle's stuck, but I got to get up this hill. So I just <laughs> I just pop the clutch and just I must have looked like a, just an asshole. Just like dropping the just like dropping the clutch and leaving this ferry. Oh, I'm like, sure like, you just made a burnout <laughs> on the ferry. Yeah. Well, it was it was kind of gravelly there. So it was just it's just stupid. Well, I coasted off the ferry and like just you know, whatever. Neutral. Okay. It would have been hilarious if you <laughs> just wheel spin off the ferry, just burn out. We made it up to the top of the hill, and I shut the car off, and I'm like feeling the pedal. I'm like, it's stuck. What's going on? Okay. But it ended up the uh, the bushings on the the pedal cluster, the bronze bushings, had just decided. Well, now's the time. <laughs> so they they wore out, which means that the where it, the pedal attaches and pushes forward, it was getting caught on the chassis. Oh. So I just grabbed a big screwdriver and bent it. Yeah. Which made it a little stiffer, but it didn't stick anymore. Okay. So that's that's as it is. That's as it is right now. So love it. Um, and then we. So that was the drive to. We went to um, Mexican Hat. Yeah. Yes. Mexican Hat, which we found out there's a reason it's called Mexican Hat. Yes. Because there's a giant rock that looks like a sombrero. So yes. now we know. And I did ask, is a Mexican hat a sombrero? Apparently, it is. A Mexican yeah. hat is whatever hat a Mexican is wearing. <laughs> right. We did say that as well. Yeah. So <laughs> we we end up getting there. We went to Monument Valley. Which in, if you've ever seen Forrest Gump, is where he's walking. Forrest Gump decides to walk across the country in right. the movie, right? He's just like, I just want to walk because <laughs> that's what you do when you're Forrest Gump is just walk. <laughs> and he had like a bunch of people that were like into his cause and he's they're following him across the country walking with him. Right. And they don't even know why. But he gets to this road, which is this long expanse and there's nothing else except these towers of rock in the distance yes. and the road that goes all the way down probably drops like you know 500 feet in elevation and comes back up so you get this great view of the road that dips down and comes up into these big rocks which are the, the monuments of monument valley and uh it's there where forrest gump's like yeah i don't want to walk anymore yep. <laughs> and then just leaves these people and they're all like what's going on but that's what's called forrest gump point oh really yeah it's called forrest gump point and i'm like i really want to take a picture of my car there i really want to do that and see okay. that because it's a really cool view we get over there, there's like a gajillion people. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So did you get the photo? You're going to tell if I don't, aren't you? What? So it's like, it's like the tourist destination, you know? So yeah. everybody stops there, Kay. takes a photo. But most people are taking photos of the like monuments. Yeah. And they're, they're standing in the middle of the road. Yep. They're sitting. They're pretending they're Forrest Gump, whatever. Yeah. So Chris wants to get his picture of his car there. Yep. No, there's, people, to... there's people everywhere. Yeah. Okay, I just want to preface this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this, was a, this was one of the poor decisions <laughs> so, so I that I've made. I, I, he has me get out so I can take a couple photos of his car with that in the background because why else bring me because I'm this awesome photo taker that can do it when he needs to drive. You did great. And all of a sudden I see this car coming. I was like, oh my God, he's going to die. It's like kind of like weaving around people a little bit. Like the people are like like a little out of control. Like 
what are you doing? What, and I, I'm like, this guy is going to hit me. Yeah. He's going to hit me. And I'm in between the car and Chris's car. And I was like running off to the side. And I'm like, I let off the brake because I'm like, well, this guy is going to hit me. And then they did. He got really close to me and was like swearing and flashing honking his lights horns. and honking and stuff. <laughs> and I get out of the car and I'm like, what the is your problem? Yeah. You know, there's people <laughs> all over the place. What are you doing? Yeah. Get out of the road. You because I just I was so angry at her because she was so <laughs> she was being so irresponsible and she was such a jerk and she was just stopped there too and it was kind of a big hill so like you could see Chris but you probably couldn't see her so if another car was coming oh. they would have just rammed right into both of them yeah it right. was it was she was really dumb really really dumb she deserved it that's what I'll just keep <laughs> telling myself she was like the people on the Stone Arch Bridge who like when you're taking photos like. Like make like thumbs up signs or like dumb signs. <laughs> she just she probably she probably lives there, yeah. and she's probably sick of driving through this every single. I'm day. sure she is, but, but get over it. Yeah, but now she's got a story. And then I worry that we stayed probably like five <laughs> miles from there. Not even <laughs> that she's gonna be like, like the she hotel was, worker. Whatever. She was uh, she was Navajo, so she was in India. And I'm okay. like, well, is she gonna go to like? Is there like a Navajo Facebook page where she's gonna be like some dude in a in a blue Porsche and then they're, they're going to easily find this blue Porsche and burn my car to the ground. <laughs> like I was like super, super nervous about it. Okay. So we stayed in a, in the, the, the Mexican hat trading post that night, yeah. um, left in the morning and, uh, all of a sudden we're driving, we go by the Mexican hat again. And I'm like, Oh, I want to get a picture with the Mexican hat. And I start to turn around. I'm looking, I'm like, that looks like a storm oh. coming in. I'm like, and it starts to just sprinkle a little bit. And I'm like, all right, well, we better get moving and see, because we're heading in the opposite direction that the storm is coming. So we got to head east, and the storm is coming west to east. Yep. I'm like, well, how can we get ahead of this storm? And so we start driving, and then it starts pouring. And then we see the Valley of the Gods. Yeah, we saw the Valley of the Gods. And it and was like, amazing. It was great. And it goes, Valley of the Gods, impassable when wet. <laughs> I'm like, and you're like, Duh. I'm like, well, let's let's see if that's true so i pull down there and i can see a river of water running across the road and you go yeah i'm like yeah that's definitely impassable but and then there was a dead cow there's like this this (laughs) dead cow carcass like it was some sort of omen um dead cow big river yeah dead cow big river not passable so we took a couple pictures there with the dead cow because it's just because yeah well it was really representative of where we were it was nowhere this you know this this carcass it was kind of like this stark uh representation of you're really in the middle of nowhere. You know, there's nothing here except this storm, this this rushing flash flood, and then this dead cow. So it was kind of just like this. That must have been an interesting photo, actually. It is. It's an interesting photo. And it's kind of like, it was like a reality check of like, hey, Be just remember, nature is pretty a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, so we pulled out of there, started driving, and then it started hailing. Um, but it was weird because it was hailing on the other side of the road from where we were. Like I was sitting there, it's not raining, and I can see the hail coming through the sun. I can see it coming down. Yeah. But but the but it wasn't. Like, it was like five feet in front of us. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like a perfect wall. It was a perfect wall, but which of which we had to drive through. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I started driving through it. I'm like, all right, Jess, hop out of the car, grab some photos of this for me. So she's a trooper. She hopped out, put a hat on, went out in the hail to get some pictures of the car because I didn't want to just get out of the car in case like another car came or something like that. I wanted to be able to drive. So I sent her out in the hailstorm. And so she braved the hailstorm to get some pictures for me. And then we pretty much hightailed it out of there into into Colorado. Trying to outchase the storm. Trying to out chase the, outrun the storm? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to outrun the storm. And we could see it behind us at all times. And it was a wow. pretty quick moving storm. And it followed us west to east all the way to Colorado. And we started climbing, um, what was it, uh, Red Mountain? 
The Red Red Mountains? The Red Mountains. No, that was after we went through the other mountains. I don't know what it was, but it was just north of Durango. And it was a pretty serious elevation. And we start climbing up there, and it's raining. And I'm like, that's okay. And, of course, it's she's just... Oh, we forgot to talk about the the Mokey Dugway. Oh, that was... Yeah. The Mokey Dugway is another... um, On the way to Colorado was another switchback. Um, that was before we got to Mexican Hat. Mm-hmm. And How, how'd you do on that one? Terrible. Okay. It was worse than the than the burst switchbacks by far because it was it was the other the, the burst switchbacks just like zigzag down. Yeah. This is like really curvy and then a switchback and then curves into another one and it's all kind of random. Yeah. She didn't she didn't like that very much. No. But uh, I highly encourage everybody to go there, um, and check it out. The Moki Dugway and the burst switchbacks were. Really, really, really cool. Very, right. really, really interesting. Just don't take my wife with you. <laughs> would, would be my would be my recommendation. Perfect. So, gotcha. we're, so we're climbing up these mountains in Colorado. Um, so it gets really flat before you get there. You know, you kind of leave the high desert and it's and you start getting into the Colorado Rockies where it starts to go up again. Okay. Um, so you're at like probably. You got to keep in mind that it's all about other than Death Valley, you come down the Sierra Nevadas and you're about 4,000 feet to 7,000 feet okay. all the way to the Colorado Rockies. It doesn't go down anymore. Huh. So it doesn't go to like sea level and then come back up into the mountains again and then go down to you know sea level or by the Mississippi River again. It just stays at four to 7,000 feet all the way across Utah and Nevada. So you're at, it's called basically the high desert, right? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, so um, you think you're going to get more power, but you really don't. You just, <laughs> you're kind of always just kind of... Um, thirsty for a little bit more power which is i really liked i th- it made me i just thought about a lot about like having a turbo like oh. I, would, I really would like to have a turbo car you know for this hey honey can you pop that light on it's getting pretty dark in here the one right behind you there what right, right now right yeah just pop that light on it's gonna be otherwise by the time we're done with this we're gonna be looking at each other in the pitch blackness <laughs> you just want me to take my headphones off so i can't hear this you can still hear me because we're in the <laughs> same room we are in the same room <laughs> yeah um so we started climbing up the uh the Colorado Rockies. Yo. And I had this route that I wanted that I had planned that I was going to go through this go through these passes and then it was going to be over to Mount Evans, which is the highest paved road in the country oh, or wow. in, in North America. Okay. Um which is it's 14,000 feet. Wow. And so we get start driving up it's raining, the storm chases us all the way there. Yo. And I pull off on this little gravel road to get some pictures cuz it's fall prime. And so there's a lots of yellow trees oh, really? mixed in with the with the pines and it's really pretty. Uh, it's one of the, I knew that it would be fall prime and I was really excited for her to see all the colors and everything in the mountains and you know the, the whole route home I planned kind of like for things I wanted her to see. Okay. And uh, so I wanted her to see the fall prime in Colorado and it, and it was it was gorgeous. We pulled off after one of these switchbacks on this little gravel. It's like Forest Road 126. And she don't like that either. <laughs> Um, so I got some pictures of the car there and turned, she was like screaming at me while I was turning around, like doing the Austin Powers thing on this little <laughs> narrow road that let the cliff goes down into a little creek. Yeah. You know, it goes down in this oh, little I can creek. Picture it, oh, yeah. it, was, it, it was sketchy because it's all, it's all <laughs> gravel. And I'm just, I'm imagining like, you know, you get close to it and on the movie, sometimes they show like the one rock shakes loose and tumbles down the hill. Yep. That's what was happening. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we got those pictures and we started to head up and the rain turns to kind of like this pseudo sleet okay which turns to hail which <laughs> turns to freezing rain and snow so ideal driving it was it was tough you know i've got all season tires on the car but that's not good for this it was basically the whole road was covered in slush wow and i was so so scared but i could tell he was doing the like the nervous laughter 
Like, oh, oh this is this is fine. We're, <laughs> we're gonna be fine. And so I'm like, I'm just gonna shut up. It was sketchy. <laughs> It yeah. was it was sketchy. It was dangerous. Yeah, there's no question in my mind that it was dangerous. I was so going. So did you make it up to Mount Evans, that top peak? We never did make it there because okay. I, we didn't get through all this stuff. Extra stuff took so much extra time. Right. That I looked at the the weather forecast for um, Mount Evans. Yeah. By, the, by the time we got down the other side, we didn't obviously we're not dead. We're here doing this podcast today. Um, but we made it through all the slush and ice, and then over lunch. In this other town, I looked at the the weather forecast, and yeah. it's like, well, if we get there, it's going to be we'll get to the mountain at about six fifteen, oh. which means we'll get to the top at sunrise. Which great, awesome. However, the the humidity that was in the air, yeah, after it gets below freezing, can turn to ice on the road. And I just, oh. I just, there's one. Yeah. We, we went over the. Um, I don't remember continental what continental divide. The, the continental divide is that's there's lots of continental divides. That's all over the place, but oh. it was another eleven thousand foot pass. Yeah, and I was in the gift shop getting another sticker. After he was mad at me. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we're driving down this road and we hadn't talked for a while because we were just like <laughs> I think we were both really tired. Yeah, and we were going through like maybe I was tired and you were. Man. <laughs> I was I was I was done with you and, honestly and so well because I told him I don't want to go Mount Evans Mount Evans like you go I'll wait at the bottom I don't want to do it if you want to do it it's fine and then so we're on this road and it's like mountain road really curvy I'm always on the outside and he's driving like before he was driving like really nice like at the speed limit now he's going like 15 over the speed limit at all times and like going from one side to the other and we get to this little shop and I'm like are you mad at me? It kind of feels like you're mad at me. And he's like, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it's less, um, less mad as it was disappointment because I had had been doing trips like this for so long and leaving her out that the thought of being able to share the passion that I have for all of this with her and having her appreciate it as much as I do did not materialize. Mm -hmm. So I had this, like this, this sadness that I didn't really know how to deal with. You know, that I wasn't able to... Are you Dr. Phil? You can be Dr. Phil for this part. Yeah. Um, it's... I just had Now, this. Chris... It, that was terrible. Um, now, Chris, it's okay to... Ha- no, I can't do so his accent. You don't actually have to be Dr. Phil. It was just a comment. Really trying. Um, so I just had this sadness that overwhelmed me that I wasn't able... Like, I was thinking about the future and other trips, and I want to drive in Europe. And having this happen with her was, like, really made me struggle with... Um, What's wrong with you? You can have separate interests. You certainly can, <laughs> but this is like one of the most important things to me, and it, it, it was it was sad for me to have her not appreciate it as much, and and it was it was a lot of pent up like I can't wait for her to do this to have her not like it. So it was when we finally got there, and she's like, "Are you mad?" I was like, "Yes, I'm mad. No, I'm disappointed." It was kind of it was kind of sad in that way, um, but it was good to have her say. Um, it was still worth it, even though because the stuff that we did see was so incredible, and some of the vistas that you that, that I can't even explain to you guys. Being able to be at the top of this gravel road and looking out over these plateaus that exist, and you know they're hundreds of feet tall, and they're like way in the distance, and you can see forty miles, fifty miles in in every direction. Yeah. Um, it's amazing, and you're alone, and you know you went through these arduous tasks to get there. You went through the burst switchbacks. You went through the Mookie Dugway. Mokay Dugway to get there. And for me, the, the the task of doing it and the struggle is what makes being there and getting out of the car and seeing it so special is because you you had to do something. It didn't just happen. It was it was difficult. And 
I'd hope that you'd feel that contrast. And you said you did. And I don't know if you were fibbing to me or not, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was still it was still a wonderful time, and I'm still really glad that you came. But In her defense, I'm sure she felt the struggle more than you did to get there. It sounds like that's what I'm saying. Is that yeah. I? Wh- let me ask you: Was the was any of it worth it to you? Would you do any of it again to be able to see and experience any of that? Yes, I would. Okay, well that's but, good. But we'll take breaks in between. Yeah, give and me a little maybe, bit of a break. Maybe take a car that the the seatbelt isn't like loose all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My seatbelt worked fine. Mine did not. <laughs> so yeah, that was that's basically it. I mean, after that, it's just a long hike home from. So did you ride with him all the way home? No, I uh, he dropped me off in Denver and I flew home. But the last thing that happened is we stopped at this um, gorge or I don't remember what it was called with the cows. What cows? The cows that you took a photo with. Oh yeah, I, I took a. I was flying the drone around. And I took a photo of cows, and they're all looking at the. I saw that you shared the one with me. Yeah, it's hilarious. Share, I'll share that with the with the Patreon subscribers as well. <laughs> it was it awesome. Was, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had this really you know scenic spot that we had, and we did sunrise to, together. I tried to slow down. Sunset together. Sunset, yes, and you know appreciate that sunset with her. And even though we were still taking photos. The thing is, is that when I'm doing stuff like this, I feel like this need and desire to create content for people. Like right. I, like, I have this instinct of like, this is amazing. I need to share this with everyone right. um, through whatever medium. This happens to be triple zero. So um, yeah, I, f- I feel like I need to find a publisher and get this out there and be like, you guys need to see this. I feel like it, I need. it's my job as a salesman of, of journeys <laughs> and adventures. A salesman of journeys. Yeah. I like that. It just just trying to convince people how important it is to get out there and see things. And um, I was saying uh, on Instagram or whatever, it's like if you're not exploring and trying to find new things uh, for over the period of your life, you might as well be dead. You know, if you're not trying to experience new things, you, why continue existing? You know, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean journeys. It could be new experiences in your life in the city that you're in, like whether you love food and you're going to experience new food. Um, for me, it's experiencing new places. But if you're not exploring in some way, you might as well just give up on life. Like so fish tacos. F- yeah, I'm not, I'm not going that ex- experimental. <laughs> you tried some chili tacos yesterday? I was not a fan. Not okay. a fan. Um, but just, you know, I, I feel like it's kind of my duty since I, I can do the good photos. I can do the good writing. It's my, it's like my purpose and I feel driven, like almost like it's like my, like I have to, like I have to do it. And I think maybe that's kind of what impeded her fun a little bit as I, I got kind of wrapped up in, in having to do that and, and being driven to do that, that I almost like forgot that it was kind of like a vacation for her. And maybe that's kind of what you were thinking. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, well, I left her in Denver. She flew home. I left her in Denver. <laughs> yeah, picked up my wife in Vegas and left her in Denver. Which so. is actually good for you because then you don't have to go through the uh, horrible flatlands of Nebraska. Yeah. And, and we we did see lots of places where the roads were totally washed out the day before. Yeah, oh yeah. So mm. it was good that we spent that extra day. Yeah, there was a lot of places where you could see the river runoff had been on the road. Okay. So it, it was good that we waited. And then yeah. when Chris left me in Denver to drive home, He's like, are you sure you don't want to ride home with me? I'm just going to be straight home. I'm, no, no. Something is bound to happen, like your brake's going out. Yeah, so I woke <laughs> up in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, when she got up to get on our shuttle, and I'm like, this is great. I'm going to make good time. I'm going to be home at like 
6 o'clock. It's going to be awesome. I think yep. I got home at 7. Something like that. So I still made good time, but I was like, I was going, with my new transmission, I can really cruise. Oh, right. So I threw my radar detector up, got ways going, and I was I was flying. I was making <laughs> great time. I could watch the minutes tick off the thing. I'm still at about probably 3,800, 4,000 RPMs, which normally would probably be about 4,500 RPMs for me normally for what, yeah. to go the speed that I was going, which I will not divulge. Disclose. <laughs> okay. And then uh, a semi goes to, and gets, he probably didn't see me. I'm a small car going very fast. He goes to get in front of me, which would normally be fine. And I go to hit the brakes and there's nothing there. <laughs> I had no brakes at all. And it was totally by surprise. So then I, I lifted up and hit him again. Yep. And I had almost 100% brakes. So, uh, so I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> It was, I'm like, I'm still probably 11 hours from home. It's like, it was like 850 miles from home. Yeah. So I pull off and I look at the, I look under the car. There's no leaks. I check the fluid. The fluid's full. I pump the brakes a bunch, check the fluid again. It's the same level that it was. So I'm like, okay, well, the master cylinder has clearly failed. And I'm not going to wait for a master cylinder here in Timbuktu, Nebraska. Right. And I think I could probably make it home. So, I kind of took it easy a little bit on the way home and slowed down and just drove with a lot of diligence and mental anguish and trepidation. <laughs> and stopping distance. And good stopping distance. <laughs> um, just basically, sometimes you, you'd be driving for hours and never touch the brakes. Right. So then I would forget. So then I would like go to hit the brakes and there'd be no more brakes you're there like, again. Oh, right. And like, oh, oh, God. And then you'd pump the brakes a bunch and you get into <laughs> town and you're kind of like, you have to hit the brake pedal like three times to like stop. <laughs> so it was getting like progressively worse. Yeah. And by the time I get home, they were done. So the seal in your master cylinder was just it's shot. just done. Yeah. Fluid so it's, by. it's toast. So that's it. That's the trip. You know, wow. it ended with no brakes and a crabby wife. So. <laughs> Did you ever like acknowledge the fact that before you left, Jake had talked about how something catastrophic would happen to you, so you wouldn't get to Monterey? No. I did say that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, did. You, <laughs> I didn't remember that until you brought that up. Yeah, you totally. You said like your transmission going out or yeah. something. I think. Yeah. No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure you did because I was like, Chris, what the hell, Jake? Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go listen to that again. Yeah, that was pretty much you. It's your fault. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx the whole thing. Yep. So I think I kind of already got into the gist of, you know, why I do this, which is kind of like the creating content. And I feel beholden to my own humanity to uh, <laughs> to go and do these journeys or whatever and just experience things for myself. It, it moves me along personally. And being able to share that with everybody is, is really, really special. So get out and explore, you yes. know, wherever, whatever that is for you, whether it's cars or food fish or fish tacos or mm -hmm. you know i will probably pick up hitchhikers again no. as I, long I, as they have walking sticks we learned sticks. the golden rule of thumb here <laughs> now we know all yes. walking stick guys secretly have like a spear at the bottom yeah exactly yeah that's you can get it's true i mean it is a weapon in a sense so so you have any other questions, Jake, about the trip? Anything else you want to know? Did, um, I, did I miss anything, honey? No, I, I just wish uh, maybe <laughs> next time I can come with. I Jake think honey? that's probably a good idea that you should do some. We should plan a Overcrest rally yep. here in Minnesota. And I think we'll do that. Absolutely. On that note, guys, I really hope you enjoyed the three-part series. It's back to regular scheduled quick shift stuff on uh, on the next episode. We'll see what history stuff Jake has lined up for us. And I want to thank Jess for coming in. Thanks for having me. And I want to thank you for enduring <laughs> the journey. And I and I truly hope that you love me more after than you did before. 
That's debatable. <laughs> well, I was going to say that I love you more after oh, okay. than before. Uh, anyway, thank you for coming with me, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care.